0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Donna it. Donna Thorpe. Donna dort. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna dunk. This is Dort, and I'm Donna Dort.
0: I'm Josh Giddey, and I'm down to dunk.
2: Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Basley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal.
1: Captain Crunch. Salmon Toast Crunch. Cracklin Oat Bran. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm going to hog most of uh, good morning and welcome to episode one, one, three. Oh, my, of six, three, of down, two. Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. Go out and try some dream scenario available in stores now or at Lively Beer Works. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say I'm just fired up to be here today. It's Pretty cool.
2: slam through and jay
3: it's jay
2: what's up dogs what's up we kicked a sean off the podcast because he wasn't there on tuesday night and he's bad luck he has yeah, bad luck we
3: told him last night that from now on if as long as the thunder need the lottery odds that he can't be in the united states of america he has to be in europe somewhere. yeah he's not allowed he's in, to be around europe? Us. I thought
1: he was in South America He's no, in
2: Portugal Portugal
1: Portugal I thought was in South America no. <laughs> well, Portugal really Spain
2: they
3: speak Portuguese yeah. uh-huh. in Brazil yeah, so maybe that was uh, the confusion yeah maybe.
1: yeah no yeah. I'm just dumb <laughs> no 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 I was thinking he was in Peru there Peru we go. that wow. is in South America I know that's where I got the mistake
3: yeah common mistake but well, studying not a lot it, of not a lot of pea countries out there. A peas. Uh,
1: I don't know about that.
3: Hold on, Feed let me peas. think. Poland. Poland.
1: Portugal. Portugal. Peru. Peru. Antarctica.
3: So, huge shout out to everybody that showed up on Tuesday night. Um, we, it, there's always this kind of pattern when we do one of these events, which probably now we can just let it go, mm-hmm. where I'm sending out a text on Monday well, maybe maybe it's Tuesday.
2: Philippines, Paraguay.
3: Ooh, yeah, I thought Paraguay. I didn't want to say it and then sound stupid, but Luke thought Portugal was in South America. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but it's always one of these things where I send out a text. And I'm like, do you guys know if anybody's going to show up? Because we, when I emailed the Jones Assembly, I was like, listen, there could be anywhere between 100 to 200. 250 people
2: there could be between one and 200 people. Yeah.
3: And what they heard when I said that was there may be seven people like 35 people. Are yeah. Showing up. And yeah. so I'm starting to like
1: panic. I was like, I don't know
3: if anybody's <laughs> going to show up
1: saying I did the exact same thing.
3: I think it may just be the three of us, maybe two of our friends. Yeah. And then we get there and there's already probably 50 people there, at Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, wall to wall, psychotic Thunder fans.
1: I'm bad at guessing like how, like, you know, that thing in elementary school, you have to guess how many beans are in the jar and you get a free something if you win. Yeah. I was always bad at that. So I'm not very good at it still. I would guess there were 4,000 people. 400 people. Okay. Yeah. I I think
2: that's, I was told by somebody, if you think it's 400, always say 500.
3: Really? Well, see, okay. I think we both. should have had people number off.
1: <laughs> See, what I did last year is I handed, off. Out, right. I handed out I handed out the raffle tickets. Two mm-hmm. I handed out raffle tickets. So I know last year we had two hundred and seventy five. I know yeah. that.
3: There was also it's there's also people inside constantly to get yeah. a good gauge of what was going on. And so I it was wild. And it doesn't matter how long we'll do this and how often we have these parties and people show up, it will always be like an unbelievable thing to
1: to me, yeah. to us. Yeah. Where I did the Where we same just walk thing. around like, uh, who, oh, this is unreal. Yeah. yeah. It, was it was awesome. It was really I always cool. do the thing where the day before I like send out the message to like all my friends be like, hey guys, it says she really should come. Because it's like, no, I'm like, no one's going to come. <laughs> We're going to there. It's going to be like, <laughs> just going to be you and your buddies partying at Jones Assembly. Like we need someone there. Which they did. They showed up. Your yeah. But was it, there. But it turned up. but it, but the turnout is always so good. People come from far away. People just, um, you know, not a bad egg there. It's great. I love it. It's yeah.
3: so much fun. And we are going to have a draft party. We are ironing out some details on what that looks like. We don't have anything set in stone. But we should have that quicker than yeah, than the last But we times. know when it's going to be, so mark
1: your calendars. What's
3: that, June 23rd?
2: Yeah, I believe that's correct.
3: Mark them. It's a Thursday. It's weird. It's... Like, when I think about it, because last year was really the first time that we did a, like, full-blown draft lottery, then...
2: Uh, 23rd. Draft party.
3: Yeah. Because the year before was 2020, and that was a funky year where Poku was drafted anyway. And then the year before, I think we did Banquet Cinema, which is no longer existing. Yes. Rest in peace. All right. And so doing these things like last year, everything was pushed back a month and I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is it June? June feels early. It's because last year, June was when the lottery was and July is when the draft was because mm-hmm. of, uh, mm-hmm. the weird schedule. So anyway, just huge shout out. Thank you so much for coming to be a part of that. You all are so kind and nice. Love taking pictures. And one of the things I said to a few people, like if you meet us, uh, try to reconnect with us and, or at least for me, like I met a couple guys that are out of uh, Texas that are in student ministry. And I was like, dude, reach back out to me so I can actually kind of remember you. And then my man, Paul from Norman, which is a, was so funny because I saw him and he had an Ennis Cantor jersey on when we, he was at the last at oh the yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah and I walked up to him I was like give me a second and I pulled his name out you of yeah that's like I the felt, most
2: passer like, thing for you to Whoa. do wow. Yes. wow So
3: anyway man it was just I it was like glowing for the rest of the week not to mention the fact that the party happened yeah. but also the Oklahoma City Thunder. Got the number two pick. I know, man. Which that's that's another one of my favorite parts is if you watch your video, it's like people don't know how to respond when they're picked at two because it's like this disappointment into Jubilee like immediately.
2: (sighs) Uh, Yeah, it was. (laughs) It's so funny because it it, you want to be called at one, but you realize very quickly that who cares? The Thunder got the second pick in a draft where you just want to be in the top three. And, like, the the point of just absolute insanity was when the Rockets were drawn at three. Yes, that and you're, was awesome. And awesome. It's just... It just is so beautiful to see that Rockets card pulled before the Thunders. From and
1: then, the commercial break. Yeah. Like, that... It, they drew those numbers so quickly. They do it fast. They do it so fast. And I didn't realize... I thought it'd be, like, they draft four. And then and they, they were, like yeah Stay like and then it's it, like talk okay about it. yeah. let's take a beat let's take a breath there's no beats people. man no it was just like four three two and so it was awesome oh, so because good. it was just like yeah. i didn't have any idea it would be that i think i was that, celebrating and they're like it's already it's already three and it's already not us yeah
3: well post and post commercial break you definitely had still a like a tinge of anxiety because four you
2: don't is, want to be four you don't want to be you four. really just yeah. don't i uh, mean it, it would have been fine the place wouldn't have gone berserk if we
3: got no. four the fact that it played out exactly like it did was perfect and you know this week i think a majority of thunder fans at least probably a majority of the people that would spend their tuesday night getting wild is they spent the rest of the week consuming as much NBA draft content is humanly possible.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: And the media world knows that. Mm -hmm. So everybody uh, was putting stuff out. If you have not listened to the slam and jam um, draft extravaganza with James Edwards and Kelly Ico and James Robbins.
1: Josh Robbins. Josh Robbins, which yeah. I
3: should know that because he's the best he's the media best. personality in the entire NBA. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and then Matt Penny, of course, at the end. And then that really, she was great. The girl from Sacramento. Yeah, Jillian Adge. She was fantastic. Yeah, she anyway, was really good. So if you but if you haven't listened to that one, that's a great listen. Obviously, Sam Vissini and Matt Penny did one The Night of uh Woj had Mike Schmitz on. It's yeah. just there's content galore. But here's the best part about that: is as I'm listening to that. And we don't know how Presti's going to evaluate these guys. Mm -hmm. But as you're listening to that, you can hear in a majority of takes that there's a pretty definitive one to where they land, not really as definitive, but one to between Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah, And then there's at least some sort of line of of demarcation between two and three where Mm -hmm. Paolo, as much as I love him, most people that know the NBA draft – Or at least setting him just a slight tier below one and two.
2: Like Schmitz mentioned on his show that he might have Keegan Murray like creeping up into the Paolo Bunquero range, which was like, oh, I mean, that, I don't know. I mean, that guy knows a ton. So I would, I would respect that evaluation, but that's just, I mean, that tells you something about the range that the Thunder are in. Like, that's, this is the tier you want to be in. And whoever is selected at one, you take two. You yeah. take two. And yep. you can find ways to be excited about either one, whether the Thunder get Jabari or Chet. Um, yeah, I think that's...
3: I think you genuinely flip a coin.
2: Yeah. I would be thrilled with Chet. Yeah. I would be thrilled with Jabari. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to be nervous no matter what. For Why? whoever we pick. Why? They're just, it's just, I'm just nervous about everything. <laughs> <laughs> just I just have just a general nervousness. nervousness about it all. Yeah. Yes. It has not subsided since... Really just before before the lottery. Well, well I, I do think the thing
3: that, not that I'm nervous about, but the thing I am intrigued the most about, because it really is to me, I'm not even remotely concerned about what they do at 1-2. Like, either one of those guys, I have a very high, and Chet has grown on me dramatically since, even just since Tuesday, hearing some of these people talk about him and, and his potential development, watching a little bit more about him, um, but, in addition to that, I think that, for me, the most intriguing thing about the draft is I do think that there's a real possibility of moving from 12 into the top 10. Um, what that would take, I'm, I, obviously, it's all speculation, of course. But, uh, I think that that's the intrigue to me, is if Sam does fall in love with a guy, you know, like Matherin, or even somebody like Shaden Sharp, where does he fall, mm-hmm. um, I think that you could see Sam maybe exhausting a little bit of his, his future capital, investing it with that 12 pick to maybe move up. So I, I don't know. There's, it's all obviously just hope. Or, But then the guy from, and I should know his name, but the guy from Draft Deeper, somebody asked him a question on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he said, listen... The Thunder may just want to be patient because they could have somebody fall to them at 12. Somebody's going to fall. Like Jeremy Sohan, So...
2: Jeremy Sohan.
1: Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. That's somebody that Penny was like, if this happens, (laughs) clearly I remember.
2: (laughs) That's all I ever think when I read his name. Uh, Yeah, somebody's going to fall that's good. Like Johnny Davis. I think it's Sohan... Uh, is how you really pronounce it. Um, Dyson Daniels is on the NBA.com mock draft. Dyson Daniels will be awesome. One, he's Australian, which would be cool to have two Australian guys. And Josh, like he and Josh played together. Um, and he's he just measured at six seven. He's grown like an inch or two.
3: Shoes or no shoes?
2: Shoes. I hate that they do no shoes. It's the dumbest thing. They, everybody plays in shoes. Why would you measure anybody without shoes?
3: It's like you got to get those guys who wear platforms out.
2: You yeah. can make them wear the same. Kind, like you have to wear this kind of shoe. Like you can just require. Like hey, yeah. we're gonna measure you in this kind of shoe. But nobody plays put, barefoot.
1: You can put pla- you can put stuff in your shoes to make you look. taller. It's like I'm one inch taller in cowboy boots. So if I measured in cowboy boots, it's like have you ever seen pictures of like, um, uh, like Robert Downey Jr. Tom Cruise walking around. They walk around in about a three-inch heel, heel all of them, because they're all short. All so, tiny guys. Yeah, So you could do that.
2: You could. I guess I guess it is just, just trying a to guy take... walk
1: in, A guy walks in on stilts. <laughs> Howdy. I'm 11 feet tall.
2: Yeah, Paula Moncaro measured at 9 feet tall today because <laughs> he's on stilts. What is he on stilts? What? How does he measure on stilts? Uh, but there's going to be somebody good that drops to them. And... If, if 30 helps you get to I mean say 10. seven I just I don't Is know it if it's worth, worth I just, just don't know few. if it's worth it and it
3: all depends I think it does depend on who Sam begins to really like in the process yeah.
2: yeah there's I think there's gonna be good players at 12 yeah and I would for me I would just wait because you've already done in getting number two you've already done like the most difficult thing You know about you know trading up in the draft or getting a draft position, whatever. Like you have like this is gravy. Like twelve is just the gravy pick, and there's going to be somebody that falls to the Thunder, and and maybe they do like Shaden. Maybe it is Ben Matherin that they really like. If it's either one of those, yeah, totally, I get it. Like you want an athletic wing. Um, both of them really measure closer to like shooting guard height, like six five. Like Shane Sharp measured at six five, uh, which gets me less excited about him, honestly. Like, yeah. I'm, like if he's six foot seven. Yeah, because what did Trey Mann measure out at six four? I think he's. I think he. I his actual like measurement was six five, but he's like six three. Yeah.
3: He must you have know. had them stilts on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He came in on stilts. It's
1: kind of like an airbud thing. There's no rules that you can't. Just so, right. So you can't. <laughs> <Just
2: try. laughs> no rules that you can't. So, so you can So you can't. Airbud. Airbud. Uh, well, there's not a rule against it. I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I there does seem to be a tier that like 13, 14, 15. I'm like less. I would be less excited about. It's just kind of funny. Like in every mock draft, ESPN has Usman Jang. That's somebody that a lot of people have mocked to the Thunder. Uh, who's very interest is a very interesting prospect.
3: He's more of a swing,
2: of right? He's definitely a swing. He the story on him is that the the beginning of his season was horrible. Like he there was no stat to back up that he was even an NBA player. Second out of the season, he was really, really good. Uh, the shot looks good. He's a good passer. He's got good length. He's not the greatest athlete, but good enough. Um, kind of swing for the fences type of prospect. Uh, the Ringer has them taking Usman Jang. The Athletic has them taking Dyson Daniels. Uh, SI.com has uh, Jeremy Sohan. Um. <laughs> Man, and
3: every single person that remembers Pearl Jam will now only Jeremy, think about
2: that. I know every mm-hmm. time, every every time. Uh, Yahoo Sports. Oh. I'm not sure who does Yahoo Sports. Has the Undertaking Abaji from Kansas, which is just like yeah, probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'd be that would be shocking. Uh, not that I don't like him. I do like him. Police report. Sohan.
1: Why is that shocking?
2: He because he's old.
1: Oh, isn't he the senior?
2: Yeah, he's a senior at... Was he junior or senior? I can't yeah, remember. I mean, either way, he's older yeah. than... I just would be surprised. And I think there's better options there.
1: No, uh, that doesn't
3: sound like... He's a guy that you're going to get if you need somebody to contribute immediately. Yeah. So that's why he makes sense in that 13 to 20 range.
2: Mm-hmm. Gary Parish at uh, CBS Sports has AJ Griffin to Oklahoma City, which that's who I took to in the beat writer mock draft on The Athletic. Just because he fell, yeah, I I'd be surprised if if he got to twelve.
3: I think with his youth, like he's the you know second or third youngest player in the yeah, draft. Second youngest he's, guy to, to Duran. He's got an NBA pedigree. His father, you know, Adrian, obviously Adrian Griffin, maybe the coach of the Lakers, actually, eventually. But yeah, uh, I think that he's somebody's going to take him on the potential for the upside. Not to mention that he he was pretty elite from the from the perimeter in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think somebody will take a flyer on him before that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Boone, my guy Kyle Boone, shout out, uh, has Usman Jang. But, I mean, those are the kind of names that you're seeing. And, like, all of those are, like, that sounds great. I mean, some of those guys we we're talking about, if things didn't go right yeah. and you're at eight or seven or six, those are some of the names that we talked about at that at those spots that made sense for the thunder and so to get that guy plus Chet yeah. or Jabari is you start to really understand like the the thought process behind what Sam was wanting to do and it was i think to me i think the thunder were going to do this enough times to where eventually this kind of result was going to happen it's just really nice for it to happen in draft number two.
3: Yeah, I think that was probably what was like an underlying emotional part of the response is we are impatient. Like, mm-hmm. and even, I don't know if you, you probably heard it, but Sam and no, it wasn't even them. It was Russillo and Rossillo Bill Simmons, Simmons and KOC were talking about, they're like, you know, it feels, they almost acknowledge what we've talked about. He said, it feels like it's longer. This is draft number two. Yeah. On their rebuild. Yeah. Uh, So just the fortune behind that. But I know that for Thunder fans, we become impatient where we're like, gosh, are we going to have to suffer? Because it's a total different game. If you're watching, I don't know, man, I'm already, I have a buddy who's a season ticket holder and he reached out. He's like, this, what does this mean? I was like, listen, Mm -hmm. it may not mean a bunch as far as ultimate record at the end of the season but it's going to mean a bunch with us as far as people's excitement to watch this team. Like, if you roll out yeah, Chet, Giddy, Shea, JRE, Dort Dort as your starting lineup, which I actually think would be a blast to watch. And really then you fun. have Trey Man coming off the bench and whoever yeah. they draft, 12-plus, Poku, yeah, you know, like whoever it is that comes We're off the bench. Or
2: at 30. I mean, the thing is, the way we think about this team is going to change so much in five weeks. Yeah. I, it's going to be... we're going to laugh at some of the things that we said last year, you know, because there's going to be so many guys that are on that played on last year's team that played significant minutes that won't play or may not even be on the team that might not be on the team. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it it will be exciting. I think the year will be very exciting. I think if they bring in, if you're bringing in the second pick and the 12th pick, those guys are going to play a lot. And, and, I think the Thunder will be back in the lottery, not because they're gonna like really, really try and that they're gonna "quote unquote" tank. Young teams lose, yeah, yeah. Like that's just the way that it is. I mean, I would think about it as you know, the second draft for the Thunder was Russell Westbrook, and they had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant on the same team, and, and they got sucked for Harden, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would think about this season as that, and now the Thunder, their timeline is pushed a little bit further because Dort's ahead of, of anybody that was on there. Yeah. Shea is ahead of that, but oh, still, yeah. if you place if, if you play number the number two player and number twelve player, significant minutes and even thirty, like the guy who they drafted thirty, could play significant minutes too. You're playing exclusively like like third, first, second, third year players.
3: That's... You're, you're going to be fun, but you're not going to win a lot of you games. You will lose games. I mean, that's just the way and that it is. Some of that just depends on... We don't... Like, we have a general idea of what tier of guy Shea is. Yeah. We have a general idea. Yeah. If he makes any sort of leap between last year and this year, I mean, it, that that's the thing where you're like... Now... I'm not saying they're going to be pushing for the playing game, which is actually because there's ten teams that can make it in. Is like, yeah, I mean, what were the Pelicans ten games under 500 and made the playing game or something like that?
2: Yeah, and they'll be better.
3: But the encouragement is is you look at the Kings, who had the seventh best odds for moving into the top five, which apparently you know I can't remember the statistic, but apparently somewhere around that range, seven or eight. Those teams have jumped into the top four. Yeah,
2: Jillian Adge said that every every year that they adjusted the odds, which has only been like three years, I think. Seven has jumped up every year. Yeah,
3: so that is an encouragement, at least. And, and if you get four in the twenty twenty three draft, mm-hmm. you are gonna feel like you just you know stole something. Yeah, because those yeah. you are looking at roughly from what they're saying, it's super early, but you've got roughly five guys in the 2023 draft that potentially could have been in the top one or two of this draft, mm-hmm. you know? So
1: anyway, there's just, it's and that's just, what you. I mean, this, so much of it's luck, that's right? What you
2: want though. I mean, this is what, I mean, if you're the thunder and you've got really one shot at this rebuild, you want to stack as much talent as you can. And it's not about tanking. What it's about is like, how do I mean, everybody looks at like, Oh man, how are the thunder going to compete with the Mavericks and with the Grizzlies and with all these teams? The way they do it is that they just stack talent in the draft the next two years and then use their draft capital to fill out the rest of the roster. Like that's, that's how you do it. And you let young guys play, you let them fail, you let them succeed, you let them grow together. You let them develop chemistry. You allow Mark Degnault to, you know, for him to grow as a coach and you just allow room for all of it to happen. And I mean, the truth is, like, the Thunder team, the first go-around came together way faster than they ever thought it would. And there's a chance that happens with this team, too. I just wouldn't – I would just try to understand that, like, the hope is, like, this team maybe does take a step where they're not the – don't have the fourth best odds, but maybe they do have the seventh or eighth best odds. And then you add another lottery pick to the team, and then you feel more ready but what's great is that drawing two, like a core of Shea, Giddy, Chet or Shea, Giddy, Jabari feels so much better today than it would have been if it was like Shea, Giddy, AJ Griffin or yeah. somebody like that where it's just like, okay, like if it's Shea, Giddy, AJ Griffin, you're just like, okay, that's good. Like, I understand the fit. That's cool. I just don't know how they reach like a high ceiling. With Jabari and with Chet, like you don't have the you don't have to ask those questions again because I I think that you know it's you can see a path you can see the path with, with both of those guys in my opinion that that they raise the ceiling of what the Thunder can be significantly and then if you get lucky again next year or even if you don't you know just adding a building block piece you know the Thunder added a building block piece with Josh Giddey at six and next year is supposed to feel like a similar draft to last year's draft and if you can get a player the caliber of a Josh Giddy again and by the way getting Josh just feels it feels like the exact right pick this year even yeah. more than yeah. last year because
3: yeah. what did it had gotten 4 and you're like looking at Jaden Ivy you're like oh. yeah Which you you'd be I mean you're taking best player available I get all yeah, of you those have things, to do it but to be able to get a big, because Jabari Smith measured out at 6'10, 6'10 yeah. and a half. Chet is seven foot with a twenty five foot wingspan, Slenderman man. Anyway,
2: but I mean, if you, th- I mean, just having that guy there, he's going to make the life of Jabari or Chet so much easier. Oh my god! And it's going to be so much better.
3: Yes, it's, without question, it's
2: the perfect pick because if you look at this year's draft, like Paula might be the best passer. Yeah, but they don't need that. In round one. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, there's not another guy that can, like, really link together an offense and can no. help run an offense. Yeah, it's one, the, one of the draft. things they've
3: said is there's not, there's not really a point guard that blows people away. Yeah. Like, most of these guys are more combo guards or, or even more to Johnny Davis or Jaden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to just real briefly, and I know we've got some Twitter questions. We've already probably spent 35 minutes talking about the draft, which
2: is you know, only 27 important. minutes. We've got time.
3: So the history of the number
2: 12 pick.
3: Uh, you know, I mean, it's mixed. But what's crazy is you listen to these is a bunch of these actually were Thunder guys or Sonics guys, which yeah. is kind of funny. But yeah, you got PJ Washington, uh, 2019. I don't remember who it was last year, the 12th pick. It didn't have this on here. Uh, you've got Miles Bridges,
2: Miles Bridges, Luke
3: Kennard, Torian Prince, Trey Lyles, Dario Saric, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Lamb. So there's two guys that played for the Thunder. Alec Burks. Also, was on the Thunder for a second, wasn't
2: he? <laughs> yeah, he was. They signed him in free agency and then let him go yeah. after the Russ and Paul George. Uh, Xavier
3: Henry, Safier. shout out, shout out, Putnam City. Uh, oh. Gerald Henderson, Jason Thompson, Thad Young, Hilton Armstrong, Thunder. Hilton Armstrong. Uh, no, he wasn't Thunder. He, he played was for Hornets. The, the Hornets. Yeah. Josh
2: Primo was last year.
3: Okay. Yeah. You know, and then you've got a guy I've never even heard of: Yoroslav Korlev, Robert Swift. Nick Bobby Collison. Swift. Nick Collison. Yeah. So you go through those collections of guys, like, in, you know, you're roughly hitting about 65% on yeah. guys that are still in the NBA or contributors on a decent level.
1: Yeah. The guys that played for the Thunder. That's about 50% guys that played for the Thunder, <laughs> yeah. or
2: or at least in Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. No, it's exciting. And I, I do think that there's good players in that range. And, I mean, those are the, the kind of players that we've, been drafting through the years and that range feels comfortable but man the summer league teams are going to be so fun like the utah team is going to be incredible you know i i assume they're going to let the number two pick play with giddy and trey and yes, all those guys I hope. and like, that's going to be a blast because you get to see them pretty quick you know the the draft is 23rd summer leagues like the, two weeks w- later yeah I think a week later is because yeah, it's right around Fourth of July, right? Two weeks after is Vegas, which means and Utah's that, before yeah. Vegas, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a blast. Which Utah isn't
3: it basically done in like a high school gym with very little access to it? I don't. I it's don't not know. like Vegas. I know that for sure. Yeah, it's not going to be like Vegas. It feels like sure. the old Orlando ones where it was like in a practice facility and basically it's media and, and Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, executives.
2: Yeah, Vegas is going to be so fun. I cannot. Uh, now I'm like, I really can't wait. Did you get, to get Alex today. to go? I mean, he just had a baby, man. I don't know. Take him. Take the baby. Take her. Cal. No, boy. Him. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: I'm still nervous.
2: What are you nervous? I'm about? I'm just LA? nervous.
1: Like I was at the I was at the lottery party and I was talking, I was like I could throw up in any second. Yeah, I'm so nervous know. for this to happen. <laughs> Do you actually throw up when you get nervous? No, but your stomach turns a little bit. My stuff
3: was just like, like, yeah, it was. Just, it was <laughs> just yeah. I get I the nervous like peas. Do you get the
1: nervous peas? No, nervous peas. No, peas. No.
2: Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm.
1: Nope. I don't.
2: All right. Uh, I t- I did a, a poll last night on Twitter. 2,300 Thunder fans on who you'd want most at number two. Chet was the overall. Winner there at forty eight percent, Jabari thirty three, Apollo eighteen, and then one percent of people wanted somebody else.
3: That's the Shaden Sharpers,
2: yeah. Which is just like really talked. Those are our those are our our imagination boys, you know. Just just people that got really good imaginations, just loving that one percent. But yeah, where are you guys at right now?
1: Who do you guys want? I I've talked myself into chat. Okay, that's what I want.
3: I think I've done that because I'm pretty confident that Jabari is going to go to Orlando. But I really don't. Like, you could, if either one of those guys fell to Oklahoma City, I'm like,
2: perfect. It feels like Orlando fans want Chet badly. The ones that I've seen. There's been some Orlando fans in my mentions. Just not good. Not good. Scary, (laughs) scary place. Scary, scary place. who, Who
3: was it that just trashed the magic on the podcast?
2: Marcus Thompson, Thompson. and I'm paying for his sins. (laughs) I am paying for the sins of Marcus Thompson right now. Uh, But, yeah, I think that I probably am leaning towards
3: Chet. Um, I think Jabari, his shooting motion is just stunning. And so to see how big he is, how hard he works, you know, it's one of the things Schmidt said about him is Mm -hmm. he's – one of those guys that gets to the gym a couple hours early, does a full workout before, you know, he even gets ready for the game kind of thing and those are the things. He also has an NBA pedigree, you know, like his yeah. dad played, I think they say 100 games or something in the NBA. I know Chet's mm-hmm. dad played overseas um and played college ball. So, the thing about Chet, and really the thing about both of them, but the thing about Chet that is such a differentiation part of him. That dude is a maniac. Yeah. Aggressive, competitive. That's
2: why, I like, that's why I think he's between just such him and a Giddy, guy. man.
3: It will be the intensity on the floor is going to be. They're you know, gonna,
2: they're gonna love it. Like he and Giddy, Giddy, and Dort and Shea, like they're gonna love playing with each other. Giddy if they, wrote if on they get his to. Instagram. I know you Giddy. Giddy has been on the Chet train yeah. for a
1: little while. Yeah, he put the he put those eyeball emojis. Yeah, It's unicorns, man.
2: Yeah, they.
3: It's. I I do think also you put him with JRE.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I
3: think you're going to have, and this is exactly what I went to because I was watching a little bit of Chet, and I was like, you could have, because the fear is, his body is it going to hold up, which somebody said something, I I can't give credit to who it went to, but maybe it was John Hollinger. Because he is more slender frame, a lot of big guys put the wear and tear on their body because of their size. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You know, Chet will not be able to, you know, Stand up against Embiid or Jokic or even Zubac, you know, or anybody yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. But the thing is, is if the Thunder, which Mark is so brilliant, but if you remember, like the way that they used Perk and Surge could actually be the way that you could use like a JRE mm-hmm. and Chet. We have point. JRE using the body to to at least kind of slow down some of these bigs, but to have Chet as your rim protector that is able to help off. And
2: I, I mean, dude And we thought like if you think Serge was like a great rim protector and he was like watch out. Yeah, Chet is cause, elite. Because Chet is already like, a level above. And some of that is that he is like way more length than Serge did. But like the timing and the like the basketball IQ is just through the roof. And he
3: also like if you watch even the the GIF that I posted with the Twitter question yesterday, that's a seven foot tall, 195 pounds seven seven wingspan or whatever it is mm-hmm. literally taking someone off the dribble yeah and attacking the basket not to mention that hit one of his goals they asked him uh whoever it was on the espn coverage he said my goal is to be a 50 40 90 yeah like he wants to shoot like that's a that's a big wanting so that's to, a
1: wild statement wanting to yeah
3: shoot over 40 percent from the three point line which he's already i don't know man it <laughs> he has the potential, man. I, and that's what I'm saying. It was like quickly. I was like, yep, I'm in.
2: Whatever. I know. And great. hearing Mike Schmitz talk about him in particular on his on that podcast was like, okay, yep, I'm in on chat, yeah. you know, after he got done talking. Uh, I do think that Jabari is the easiest player to imagine, you know, within this Thunder system, though.
3: Especially for an impatient fan base, right? Because Jab- yeah. Jabari's going to come in almost immediately yeah. and do the things that you're like – Oh, he's
2: wow. gonna take. He's gonna take a ton of threes, and he's gonna two. he's gonna make a ton of threes. You know. Yeah.
1: I mean that's. So, so I really like, whoever we obviously don't get to control who the Magic take at one, but it really doesn't matter because both are top tier guys. You is should, what I'm hearing.
2: You should feel very excited with whoever you get. Yeah. So yeah. so
1: either way on on draft night, like we will be excited.
2: Yeah, I think so. Unless Sam does something off the wall and then we have to figure out if they're good later, kind of thing, like with Josh, you or know, Russ or Russell Westbrook, you know. But I would be surprised. Like, some people are like, well, Sam Presti always does something. Like, Sam Presti also took Kevin Durant number two. Yeah. Okay. So he likes to do things off the wall. But also, if there's two guys that are the best in a draft, he's going to take one of the two. You know, if he doesn't think that Chet Urjabari is the second best player, he'll take somebody else. He won't be afraid to do it. But I would be surprised if at the end of the day they, they don't wind up with one of those guys. And I know is somebody that I, that I think could be selected as well. Like he's insanely talented, great scorer, great passer. He's... You know, you don't have the frame concerns with him because he's 250 pounds, 6'10. Like, he's a monster. And so there's not, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they selected him. Uh, But if it's somebody outside of those three, you know, I, the only one I can really imagine is Shaden Sharp just because there's so much mystery around him and he could be like this 6'5, like crazy athlete that shoots it and can, you know, dribble past anybody and maybe he's, you know, Zach Levine on steroids and, like, you think that that's the best player in the draft? Like, okay, sure. I just don't – I would just be – I would be floored and I would be very nervous (laughs) if they did something like that. Uh, I would expect it to be one of those three and really one of those two in Chet or Jabari on draft night. And, you know – it's it's exciting. It's exciting stuff.
1: It is exciting. I'm very happy that it. It's. I'm so nervous, <laughs> but I am excited, and and uh, that nervousness. That's why we all like. If you're nervous too, we'll have that. We'll have a draft party. You can come and be excited and nervous and and joyful all together with us, just like uh, we were. Because it it really is just better to have a group of people that are all on the same page
2: yeah we all we all it was great because and a lot of people said like i needed to be here with with you know thunder fans with people that understood that people understand the process we're going through with how important it is you know the the nervous energy like the collective nervous energy that we all had was just it was uh, like frankly it was awesome like it was just so cool to be in the same room with just yeah, tons of people that feel the same way and that are hoping for the same and, thing. And
1: there's everyone there that really that you have something to talk about with. Like you oh, know, yeah. everyone there can talk, wants to talk about the thunder. Is there excited for the thunder? Yeah. And um, everyone, you know, not I talked to a bunch of people there. Um, not a not a bad apple in the bunch. They were all great. <laughs> I, I want I did want to give a, a quick shout out uh, to Ben Par, Parham who was handing out the hats. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have. Um, we we tweeted about him. If you guys want one, um, he he just said to get into his DMs on Twitter. He's at Yugi, what's Y U G I one two three seven four four. Um, check out check out those hats. Those those things were awesome. And he was just he was, he was handing out to a bunch of people.
2: He was also the guy on the video that had really long hair in front of his face who was just like growling. Yes,
3: so. there's a guy that looked like Wolverine. It, like it looked like he had like saliva on his face. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's wild. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I just did a quick research. Like if you looked at the 2008 NBA draft, which Russell Westbrook was selected number four overall, is almost every mock that I could find had him slotted between 10 and 13 in that draft. So you do you do know that like Sam has a history. Wait, who? Russ. Oh, Russ.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: you know, he has a history of thinking really outside of the box, but I would be shocked if you move past these guys. Shocked if you pooped.
1: Also that, that I would, would be, be shocking. Shocked.
2: It would be shocking.
1: It, uh, yeah, that's, that's my thought. Like, is he going to reach for someone? But I don't think it wanted to, you do. I think you go with, you know, yeah. The known things, but I don't know. I think at 12, you, you get, you find someone that random that you really like. Yeah. Get them there. But I don't
2: know. <laughs> It's going to be so fun no matter what, honestly.
1: No, Uh, no, it's like it's no wrong way to eat a Reese's situation. I'll be happy no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: We'll be right back after this quick break.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small
2: business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job
0: for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
2: And we're back ah! after that quick break. L-Man, do you have a deep dive?
1: I actually don't. I, I uh, was going to, but that was going to be my giddy messaging uh, chat and then the hack guy. So I used him and then I'm uh, just talking. So I fell asleep last night at 8.
3: Wow. So I also
1: didn't have time to
3: Now, is this like, your nor- like you went to bed at 8 or the normal L-Man takes an 8 p.m. nap?
1: Um, it was started as Elman taking an eight PM nap, and but then it ended up as just sleeping all through the night. Man, wow, you must feel refreshed. This woke morning. up at either midnight, like twelve midnight, twelve thirty, and set the alarm for this morning. So I'll do it down here this morning Wow I know
2: You must feel awesome
1: I feel pretty good right. Are you Excited for a Friday
2: Friday
1: we Have a nice little Saturday Get to Home Depot
2: Alright well let's uh, Oh you're going to Home Depot? I don't know if off time oh, I'll be going Alright uh, It's time for some Twitter questions
1: Twitter questions You've got questions And you ask them on Twitter That gets better every time I hear it.
2: It's it's like a fine wine, oh, man. It really is. Hey, our
1: first Twitter question comes from at Sam underscore Mark underscore Kelly, who wants to know our way to early prediction. What seed will OKC get in the West next year?
2: Um, so they were 14th this past year, only ahead of the Houston Rockets. Um. I guess we can go through... To me, I, there's a chance they're that again. Uh, because if you look at the teams that are ahead of them, Portland wants to be better than 27 wins. Sacramento wants to be better than 30 wins. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to get LeBron James and Anthony Davis back and will likely win more In than, theory. In theory, and likely win more than 33 games. San Antonio Spurs are not going to take a step back. They're likely to take another step forward. The Clippers at 42 wins would like to be a 50 win team. The Pelicans at 36 wins would like to be a 41 win team. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, these are the teams that are ahead of them. And now you I, never know. Like you somebody's never know, somebody's not going to be, somebody's going to fall back. I just would be surprised if it's any one of those teams. Now the Thunder could definitely be better than the Kings because the Kings are the Kings. Um, Utah is a wild card. We don't know what Utah's offseason is going to look like. Yeah, but I
3: highly doubt they would ever, like, even with Donovan Mitchell. And-
2: I mean, even if they just trade one of them, if they just trade Rudy and get something back, like, they're likely yeah, they're to not still be a good team.
3: they're not going to in the 30s.
2: Yeah, so somebody's always worse than you anticipate. Portland was that team last year. A lot of people had Portland in the playoffs before the season, so that was a team. So there's the
3: Lakers, obviously, and the
2: Lakers, yeah. But there's going to be team. There's going to be a team that falls back. But the thing about the West is like it's competitive, one through thirteen. Like all those, all thirteen teams that were ahead of the Thunder, are going to want to be competitive again next year.
3: Well, even if you go over to the West or the East, excuse me, you're still going to be facing some of the same things. Yeah, who's willingly ready to take a step backward? I mean, probably still the magic for another year. I think obviously, magic the Pistons are. I think the Pistons are going to be better. Whoever they get at five plus the guys they've already got.
2: Yeah, I think they'll take. They want to take a step forward. I think. And then you look at like Indy wants to not, Washington not makes be horrible.
3: Sense to be really bad, but they've got a trade deal
2: Wash. The thing about Washington is that they are more than the content. Kings of the East. They're more than content to try to make the play in. Like, that's what they want. Knicks are going to be bad. We don't know what they're going to do this offseason, you know. But, yeah, I would anticipate them being bad. Charlotte will be better. I mean, these are the teams that are in the play in Charlotte, Cleveland, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Like, they're going to be good. Chicago, Toronto, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. Like, all those teams are going to be good. So we're really talking about, like, the Knicks, the Pistons, the Magic, the Wizards, and the Rockets and the Thunder. Yeah,
3: and then a surprising team,
2: and then a team that we don't anticipate. Like I don't know, Utah, Chicago, whoever that falls.
3: Man, but both yeah. of those. And I know, I know, we're just it's just practicing guessing. But most of those teams that you listed, like it would take a substantial. Like Portland made sense because Dame got hurt, and when he got hurt, they benched Nurkic, they traded CJ, they yeah. they just went all in, mm-hmm. like. What team could you lose one guy and a team would say, hey, we're going to rebuild immediately? Uh, If Utah, for me, I do think if Donovan Mitchell had some sort of injury. But Donovan Mitchell is, what, 26? Yeah. It's not like Dame where it's like you need to save these years because you only got a few more left.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, But my point is that I wouldn't anticipate them being all that much higher than they were this year. They may have a few more wins. Yeah, they'll
3: be a better team, I think overall. But they they'll be a more it.
2: talented team. Yeah. Will they have a better record? I think it's likely. Is it possible that they don't? Yes. Just because they're young, not because they are like tanking. Like I think like the I'm my hope is like the actual like tanking stuff, which like by the way only happened for like 6 games. You know, like the true tanking only happened for like six games, but the hope is like you can eliminate that by just playing young guys. Period. Right. But we'll see. But I would I wouldn't anticipate them like moving into the play in. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't anticipate that. I would. I would guess that maybe after. I would maybe next the season after this, then maybe they could be ready to take a step because Getty will be entering year three. Cheddar Jabari will be year two, and it's like, okay. Because the from year one to year two, that's when you find out what you've got in somebody. Yeah. Because they they have like the pre-draft stuff takes up so much time. Like right now, these guys are at the combine, they're interviewing with teams, they're gonna do individual workouts. Like it's just so much time that you don't really have to work on your game. You're just trying to prove yourself. And then you have to prove yourself again at summer league. And then you take a little bit of time off, and then it's training camp, and then you go through 82 games, which you've never done before in your life, and you're exhausted. Now you have a, t- like a chance to breathe, work on your body, work on what you, what, whatever happened in your rookie season that you're like, yeah, that didn't go well. You get to work on that and you get a chance to make a leap. So year two for Giddy is huge. Year two for whoever they select at number two is going to be huge. And I could see a world where in year two for these guys that they do take, they get to the play and it's like, okay, that the arrival could happen pretty fast.
1: Did you see Giddy tweeting when he saw about not getting on the all-rookie first team? Yeah. I, I like did. that. Because yes. I, I like that. One, I like that he's tweeting about it. Two, I yeah. like that he didn't get the all-rookie first team. Yeah. Because he'll have that like fire in him to prove himself. Yeah. You know? And I think that, I, I like that.
3: Not that Giddy needed motivation. That guy is a... Him and Chet competitive-wise. Well, and even Shea. I mean, Shea is that yeah. way as well. Shea's just more uh, reserved as far as the expression of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but Giddy, like that dude, is going to work as hard as anybody else on that team. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But I just loved I loved seeing that. It was yeah. kind of like I would love in, in the past whenever Russ would get slided. Yeah. Because you knew it would fuel his fire. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I
2: agree. Way. They shouldn't even put him on the second team. Just keep him off it all together. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm
1: talking about. Let's go to our, our next Twitter question. It comes from at puke who wants to know 12 plus Mitchich plus Bays to jump up in the lottery. If so, how high?
2: One, I don't think basically somebody that's like teams that are higher up than us in the lottery. Like, gosh, let's just get him. If, he, if he's on our team, like things are no like don't worry about that. Uh Michiak, I don't know. Like there's been rumors of him being interested in coming to the NBA for six or seven years.
1: Um Is he just doing that to up his uh, it's like, leverage? To leverage against the team yeah, so they pay him more. Yeah. I think there's more. some
2: of that. I do I have heard from people that he really does genuinely have interest in the NBA. Um how much interest? I don't know. Yeah. It would have to be the right situation. I don't think the Thunder are the right situation. I do think that it is interesting, like a team like Washington, who's at 10. Like, does 12 and Mitchich get you to the 10th spot for them? Because they need a guard really badly, and Mitchich is ready to play now. He's ready to contribute now. You know, he's in his prime today. So if I'm Washington, like, I would very, very much consider doing a trade like that. And if you're the Thunder, like, I don't think Mitchich is going to be – Ready to come over or want to come over by the time the Thunder are ready to really compete at a high level, and I mean he's great, but also your front court or your back court, it's already pretty crowded yeah.
3: for a guy and, that's going to want a lot.
2: Yeah, that's why I think like the Trailblazers too is is interesting for them, and like those are the two teams that I would say if if they do a lot of international scouting, which every team does, like that's. I think they would have a level of interest in that. Now, you'd have to have his camp guaranteeing that he's... If we're traded to Portland, we're coming over. If we're traded to Washington, we're coming over. But I also would not put any eggs. Keep all your eggs out of that basket. You know, and if it happens, you can be happy about it. But hold on to your eggs. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. (sighs) It comes from at OKC Skittles. Who says? Obviously, what OKC does on draft night is unknown. But what would you want to see them do with the four picks they have? How many rookies would you want to have next season? Trade up, trade down, use every pick.
3: Jay, I, I do. Uh, it doesn't really matter, right? With the way the Thunder use the blue and the way they use two-way players, and the way—and I know we get we get partial guys like Lindy. And, Mm -hmm. aaron wiggins and or andrew wiggins aaron 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 thank you and uh you know it's we get partial to these guys but with the way they do it if you bring in four guys you're still going to have a shot to like they're going to find a way to get them at least some developmental time i think that what does make sense is like we've talked about is, is can you pair 30 and 12 plus something to get nine if you fall in love with somebody that's they you know and this is what happens it's the same thing with the magic like the magic could actually leverage the number one pick if Sam falls in love with Chet Mm -hmm. and they're like hey we're gonna take Chet unless yeah you trade us blank plus two for this Mm -hmm. that could happen Mm -hmm. Uh, Sam's normally the one that plays those games more than other GMs but that could be a thing but I do wonder either the 12th pick but you could really see the 30 and 34 if you find somebody at 26 and you're like, man, he would be a great, yeah, let's take a swing on this guy at 26. And you know, that, you know, whoever's sitting there is going to take him. Mm-hmm. you know, let me trade 30 and 34 for somebody that needs more draft assets. And that's the thing for Portland too, is if you give them multiple first, does it make it more likely that they could, you know, take those multiple firsts and, move them around for a viable player like Jeremy Grant or something like that. There's all sorts of variables in there. I think the hard part for us is, or the important part, I mean, is to go back and remember that Sam, you know, Woj mentioned it like in depth. Sam tried to get up for three in Mobley last year. Yeah, And when... Other teams aren't just always saying, all right, Sam, what do you want, man? Just let me know, and I'll make it happen, mm-hmm. right? Like, there has to be something that's mutually beneficial, and just because we think that 12 and Mitchich is going to get you up or, you know, 30 and 34 is going to get you to 27 or 6 or 5.
2: Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I would like to to see them have three first-round picks. Yeah. is kind of what I would hope. Um I can't pretend that I know a ton about the guys that are from 30 to 34 very well yet. Like, I know the names. I know the kind of players they are. I haven't watched them in detail yet. So, you know, there's going to be, I think, from 20... I've heard from 25 to 50. Like, you just don't know what the order's going to be. There could be a guy on somebody's draft board at 25 that goes 45. So, th- that range is just going to be wild. It's like one of the it's one of the more unpredictable drafts in a long time because I don't know we don't know where these guys are gonna go. And it's it's gonna make draft night really exciting. And also I do think that it makes the picks more tradable because I do think that there's there's just a lot of malleability in what you yeah. can do here. So I would I would like them to have three first round picks. You know, that's that's kinda what I would want and Obviously, it's Cheddar Jabari at one. At 12, I would like for them to take a wing or somebody that's versatile. Dyson Daniels is like probably number one on my list just because he's really, really young. He's got good size and length, uh, has the ability to shoot it, great defender. Like there's a lot of reasons to really like him. So that's, he's probably number one on my list. If they're to trade up, like Ben Matherin is probably the guy I'd want them to get. Uh, And then at 30, I don't, I don't have a great feel for that range yet, but I will in the next couple of weeks.
3: Yeah. The only guy in that range that you take a flyer on for me, or if you did want to put 30 and 34 together for 20, you know, maybe the bucks want two guys cause they need, mm-hmm. they need more minimum contract guys to fill out the roster. And so that's what they want to do. And then you could jump up and maybe get a Patrick Baldwin junior. Who's the guy yeah. that has the most potential, but was mm-hmm. a total flame out in college. Like, mm-hmm. But that's all, I mean, we're just spitballing at this
1: point. Yeah. i got to go to work. But before I do, I'll read the next Twitter question. Oh, boy. It comes from at PanickedWaddle. Waddle. said, if we truly got the second pick because a bird took a number two on Andrew, next year, would he be willing to let an animal go number one on him (laughs) so we could get (laughs) 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 Webanyana? And if, you've, if you were willing to get number two, Don, like number one is like. Well, I
2: wasn't nah. willing. It just happened to me.
1: Mm, uh, it was fated to happen
2: to me. It you. was. I agree with that. I totally agree with that.
1: Was it? It was a bird? I mean, I, yeah, it was a bird. We got to get a bigger animal. Was you're getting number one, Don? Like a lion? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Got to start hanging. Or an elephant. They have, they have a walk the zoo thing on uh, Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Start going to it. Okay. And start walking pretty close to those cages. <laughs> Next May. Got to get a little square. Early night.
2: May, I'll be walking the zoo every Thursday. There you go. Trying to get peed on.
1: There you go. Yeah. I'm going to work.
2: All right. Bye, old man.
1: Goodbye.
2: Bye. <laughs> Want to fire through these, Jmon?
3: Yeah, some of them are just stuff we've already probably talked about. Uh, and so I won't thank you for sending them, um, you know, like at me love Thundamo said, does trading the 30th for a future top 20 pick uh, make sense for LA, the Lakers at all. They need cheap deals and have, and we have a roster crunch potentially, you know, like any of that stuff makes sense. I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. They don't know what they're going to do. It is
2: a catastrophe of a franchise. Yeah. Challenge. And they've traded so many future assets already that, May, yep. They may not be the team that would actually do that at, at this point. Yeah,
3: at Zach Deeg asked the question: Are there any, you know, like are in odds for Presty to trade back? He's mentioned that their boards don't match other boards.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, if you value someone later at the top and is confident you can get them later and pick up more assets, would he go from two to
2: six? It's always possible. I would always probably Probably not. I would be surprised. I think the goal for a while has been to get into the top five or into the top three if possible. And then you get there and then you trade back would be surprising because if you look at like all NBA teams, and if you look at the history of teams that make it to the finals, most of those teams have got a guy that's in the top three. yeah. And so you want to, that's where you want to be selecting. If you're four or five or six there, it's just murky and you can be more flexible but to me, I, I think it would be foolish.
3: This one's from at Alex underscore Bowler Jack. Schlecht recently was talking on one of the billions of podcasts he does that donuts being breast, breakfast food. That was almost a bad slip. That was it's strange. <laughs> what other food would you make canonical as breakfast food? So donuts being breakfast food is strange. So what is like belongs in the breakfast food pantheon.
2: I mean the egg is breakfast
3: and breakfast meats. Yeah. Sausage, bacon,
2: pancakes? Pancakes definitely. Pancakes
3: might be my favorite of all the breakfast foods. They're good. I freaking
2: love pancakes. They're very good. We went
3: to I was in Denver a few weeks ago we went to Snooze AM Bake or AM Eatery, Ooh. which is like neighborhood jam basically. Yeah. And uh but before Neighborhood Jam. And I don't know what they put in their pancakes, but it was like like a sweet cream in the middle of them. I don't know, man. It was unbelievable.
2: You into you into Kodiak cakes?
3: Yeah, we'll do some of them. I, I can I'm real particular on stuff that I like I just immediately dismiss things that are not the original for some yeah. reason. They're good though. They're not as good. You think so? I don't think so. Wow. Here's what we'll do one of these days we'll come over to my house. We'll set up my griddle. We'll yeah. do a blind taste test, and we'll see if we can tell a difference. If I could actually tell a difference, my wife loves them.
2: My wife. My wife. I can't. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. I'll do. I mean, you crack an egg in there. Yeah. You make milk. them. Yeah. You're talking waffles. I mean, waffles. Oil? Yeah. Whatever, oil. man. Like they're super good. These are protein pancakes, by the way. Like protein pancake mix.
3: Yeah. So it's a little less calories and a little more protein. It's still a pancake. It's not like you're gonna. It's not like it's health food, but it's not It's, it's way. way closer to health food than a regular. <laughs> it is way pancake. closer, but <laughs> it's, not still bis- a it's not. This it's not here. <laughs> Gosh, pancakes are fantastic. Uh, any other random things? Like, what's the random thing that you would think on a breakfast? So, I, when I went to Israel a few years ago, one mm-hmm. of the things in Israel as you'll see is, and this is in a lot of countries. I bet McKelly would speak to this as well as uh, which his Monday pod was a must listen fantastic it was so good it it
2: was like the perfect like i need something to calm me down and it's just mckelly talking about cooking
3: and mckelly is like he genuinely when he podcasts he seems like and he is like we've got to meet him and i'll tell that story in a second but he just seems like the sweetest man ever like just he is yeah, Anyway, he, gen-
2: he genuinely is, yes. He came,
3: he came in Oklahoma City, and he talked about this a little bit in the podcast, but he came into Oklahoma City and actually hosted a collection of us over at Andrew's house, mm-hmm. I don't know when that was, 2017, 16, 18?
2: 17. And yeah.
3: uh, he cooked like, oh my gosh, like he had a soup and he had...
2: That was 18, I think,
3: yeah. He, he did a beef tartare for an appetite. I mean, it was like... So good, unbelievable yeah so it's not just talk it's like he actually puts that into practice yeah but what i was gonna say is there any kind of like in israel it's like veggies and hummus and for breakfast yes weird like it would feel like a lunch spread here that's what they do for breakfast there so anything you think that you would like that other people might find weird for breakfast
2: uh i'm very traditional when it comes to breakfast and i'm willing to shame people who do weird things Yeah. you know
3: yeah, I do like uh, if you've ever had good grits, like yeah. cheese grits. But that's not weird. Yeah, it's not that it's weird. It's just not a... It's, like u- like it's, it's not it's Southern. Not, yeah, it is. Man, yeah. they're good. Yeah. All right, this is uh, going to be our last question from at Ben Elephant King. Shout out, Jesse. Thanks for coming to the podcast or the party. Question about clothes worn to the draft party. Do we wear them in a normal pre-lottery party rotation, store away untouched Under glass until next year. So he's talking about the draft lottery. Or wear what you wore on lottery night under your normal clothes every day.
2: (laughs) If you want to be lucky, I would say that that's, I think that's a good luck charm. I would say everybody remember what you wore to the draft party. Yep. And next year we'll do it again. Yep. And you can wear the same clothes then. I'll be wearing, I had my uh, Deborah Buckets trivia hour shirt. I had my Poku pack on. I'll be doing the same thing next year. I had my original
3: down to dunk shirt, the one that Andrew's wearing today. Yep. Not the same one, mine. (laughs) Uh, And that's what I'll be wearing. Yeah. Yeah. And some blue shorts and uh, a hat that I got from, Old boy, that Luke was talking about. Yeah. So yeah, just make sure you wear that again next year. And I am weirdly superstitious about things. Like when I was playing a lot of sports, like I would always have, I would try to do the same routine. So I would take this before and eat this before, yeah. don't eat this before, wear these socks if I played well, and if I didn't, I wouldn't wear them the next week. Uh-huh. So it's funny, like, listen to Antonio Daniels yeah, talk about that AD. same.
2: Yeah, I know, that was funny. So, yeah, was uh, awesome.
3: One last question for you, Andrew. It's hard this week, but could there possibly be something in your life that has made you miffed and peeved?
2: Oh, my toilet broke. So I, got problems, to, so I got to go buy a part for it this morning at the Home Depot. But you're a handyman. I am a. I'm a guy who can YouTube things, is what I am. I'm not a handyman. I wouldn't know how to fix things without YouTube. YouTube makes me look like more of a man.
3: It's, it's, it's changed the game yeah. for people like us.
2: Yeah, it's great.
3: We had a, so our upstairs toilet wasn't flushing correctly. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm about to replace the whole toilet. And so I'm like, all right, toilet not fully flushing. Like yeah. it was flushing, but not enough. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So a lot of times what they can be is like calcium buildup. So there's a, like a, like a pressure thing underneath the toilet. And then there could be calcium buildup underneath where the, when the water pushes in, it doesn't push in with enough force. Yeah. They're like, so put vinegar in your toilet Yeah, and then brush it really well. And then also if you can find a way to unclog that pressure thing. So I was
2: going to call a plumber. Yeah. Instead. No. no.
3: Toilet brush, vinegar, toilet works perfect. Work.
2: Wow. See, it's bad for plumbers though.
3: It is. It has put some uh, journeymen a little bit more. All their business.
2: easy, all their easy jobs are going to the YouTubers. That's all right because they're still charging you twelve thousand dollars for air conditioning <laughs> yeah, that's units. Exactly. Right. So, oh boy. Well, we'll have more shows for you guys. So much content. It's coming. gonna be, it's gonna be great. These next few weeks are gonna be so fun diving into the draft. So, uh, be sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com, search Down to Dunk, and hit subscribe. Go to TheAthletic.com, slash Down to Dunk, and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. If you haven't done that already, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, We will talk to you guys again
1: on Monday.